morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful and excited to come into your presence today, Lord. We're just excited for the things that you're doing in our lives and for the things that are yet to come, God. So as we come before you,
Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors with myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolute remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
know, ever since we've been outside, the Lord's been with us in a special way. So let's keep those windows open. I don't know what we'll do this winter, but it's just such a flow, right? It's crazy, isn't it? Man, I don't want that ever to stop. It's just a, a, a new breath of the Holy Spirit in our midst. We want to really be open to that, allow that to minister to you. Come expecting to be filled up and leave overflowing. Amen? Will the Lord be with you? With your spirit. Let's pray this Colette. Keep, O Lord, your household, the church, in your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim your truth with boldness and minister your justice with compassion. For the sake of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This morning's Old Testament lesson comes from the book of 1 Samuel, beginning in chapter 15. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house at Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. And so Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming. And said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came before that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. 
So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 92. We will read it responsibly by the asterisk. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. To declare your loving kindness in the morning. And your faithfulness every night. O oh Lord, how great are your works. Your God is very deep. A senseless man does not know. For the fool understands. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and it will be forever. And please be seated. Our New Testament reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed we have been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Stand. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 4, beginning at verse 26. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Then he said, 
To what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when it is sown on the ground, is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. The Gospel of our Lord. The Lord Christ. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we just so glad to be in your house this morning and to worship you. We ask you to strengthen us and give us confidence in our walk with you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about being in the courts of the Lord. Uh, I read this uh, a couple weeks ago, this psalm, and it really encouraged my heart because I'd been asking the Lord, Lord, what, what, what do you need me for? What, what do you want me to do? And as I read this, it encouraged me. It said, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Wow. That's what I want to be. I want to be fresh, Lord. You know, you start uh, thinking about what fresh means. It means someone who's inexperienced. Someone who's youthful. Someone who's half crazy, maybe. Who's not afraid to step out of the boat and walk on the water. When Peter stepped out of the boat, he was fresh. He, he wasn't experienced in that. He just obeyed and did what the Lord said. And flourishing. Flourishing means that we're, we're thriving in our ministry. We're thriving in our life. There's nothing more than I think any of us want than to be fresh, be youthful, be crazy, and have a passion for life. And thanks be to God that he'll speak these words to us. And he says, and as old men, if you'll be in the courts of the Lord, even as an old man, you'll still bear fruit. Lord, that's my desire, is that I can continue to bear fruit. You know, we're all here in church this morning, and basically we're planted in, in God's house. Hallelujah. And you know, as I started to look back, I want to give you some principles today to help you thrive in your life, to help you flourish in whatever you do, in your job, in your ministry, in your marriage, with your children, with your friends. And as I look back, 
You know, I was, I was married in this, this church, not this exact building, but in this church, 45 years ago. I've really, in my whole life, only known one place, and that's St. Michael's. And because of that, I was, I was planted here. And I cannot tell you how many times I was asking the Lord to transplant me. Lord, dig me up and move me. You know, my, my work, my life work has been in San Francisco. 500 miles away. And in 1985, I made the decision to not move there. Now, my wife can tell you, for 15 years, I got on a plane Monday morning, and I didn't come home till Thursday. And the, re- the only reason was is I wanted to be planted here. I didn't want to uproot myself and move. And there was a lot of factors in that. I had, at the time, four or five children. My wife was happy here. But the main thing that, that made, helped me make the decision was I got counseling. I didn't make the decision on my, by myself. I gathered the people that I loved around me. I gathered the uh, leaders of the church and said, I'm compelled to move, but I don't want to. My wife said, we have to move. How can we run a business 500 miles away? And I said, you're right. How can we? I don't know. But God has caused me to thrive and flourish here. My business is doing just fine in San Francisco. We're actually... the the largest multi-family installer of doors in all of California. Hallelujah. And I ran it 500 miles away. It doesn't make sense, does it? There's a lot of things that God might ask you that do not make sense. You know, as I started meditating on, on being fresh and flourishing, one of the words that really stuck out to me, and it fit my personality, was if you really want to flourish, sometimes you have to be extravagant. I go, oh, extravagant, That I like that word. But then when I looked it up, I said, I don't know if I like that word or not. Extravagant means lacking restraint in spending money or resources. When you lack restraint, that doesn't sound good, does it? Wow, Father House lacks restraint in spending. That's the truth. I've lived an extravagant life, or as much as I I stepped out of the boat too many times. I was always stepping out of the boat, and you know what? Because of my extravagance, I sank a few times. I ended up even going bankrupt because... I was, I was sinking when I stepped out of the boat. I would take on things that were probably not the smartest, but I would trust in the Lord. And guess what? Just as Jesus saved Peter and reached down into the water and picked him up and saved him, the Lord will also do that for you and me. 
You know, you look at the, our Old Testament reading of, of David. It's a perfect picture of how God works. Samuel knew that God wanted to anoint a new king. And he even told him where to go. Go to the house of Jesse. And when he got there, they tried for seven different young men in that family, they tried first. They were looking, looking, and everyone, Samuel thought, oh, this is the one. This looks good. This is going to work. And you know what uh, they say, right? I'll read this to you. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see a man as a man looks at his appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. We're in a world that looks at appearance. Everything is about appearance. The shoes you wear, the car you drive, even the place that you worship. We all want to have the appearance of looking good. But see, that's not going to cause you to flourish in the house of the Lord. Because God is not looking at appearances. He's not looking at how brilliant you are or how, how many good decisions that you're making. God wants to plant us in his house. And when he plants us in his house, he waters us. You know, one of my favorite sayings is a man planted by the river, a tree planted by the river that, that draws the water, that his roots go deep. Because the opposite of that is someone in the desert. But the thing about being planted by a river, being planted in the house of the Lord, is that even if there's drought, you're still going to survive. Jeremiah 17 says, His hope, The hope of a man is in the Lord. Men should trust in the Lord. And he will be like a tree by the water, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. See, if you want to bear fruit in your old age, you have to have deep roots. You know, in the psalm, uh, in the psalm that we read, it says, "The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree; he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon." Have you ever thought about the roots of a palm tree? There are so many roots. 
They don't go that deep. But we've been digging up our backyard. And I can tell you that their roots spread very far. And that their roots are everywhere. And, but they don't cause much damage. But I'll tell you, that's what the Lord wants, is that every drop of water that goes on that ground, that palm tree is able to suck up. And the Lord wants us to be able to receive every drop of water that he pours on us, that he speaks to us through. You know, the story I want to tell you today, I hope Bob doesn't, and Cassie don't mind. But this is a, a story about my, my youngest son and daughter. And see, they have a desire to flourish and to thrive in their life, just like all young people do. And he went to college, got a... Uh, a degree from uh, culinary art in Ampa Valley. And he took this job. He wanted this job very bad. And it is the most prestigious restaurant in San Diego called Addison. It's the only restaurant in all of San Diego County with a Michelin star. The chef is crazy. Because he's... He's about perfection. This chef wants three Michelin stars. That's his goal in life, is to have three Michelin stars and be the greatest restaurant in all of California. That's his heart. And so when you have that vision and that desire, you are tough on your employees. And you try to weed out one Men that are women that cannot take the heat because it's hot in that kitchen. Not physically hot, it's just hot. And so they don't pay him anything. You can make more babysitting than you can being a chef at that restaurant, which is, is sad, right? I mean... That doesn't, that doesn't work. That doesn't make sense, Lord. There's something wrong with that. And he would tell me, and I would agree with him, but then it, when I pray, I'm going like, oh, you're looking at the natural. You're looking at what you feel should happen. So Bob's been there almost three years Two and a half because of COVID, let's say. And this week, he moved down by his restaurant. He moved from here to San Diego, into San Diego County. And I can tell you the reason he did, he sought counsel. And I said, Bob, you need to move down to show your boss that you're serious about your job. It doesn't matter that one month's pay does not pay the rent. God will provide. There's a funny joke about God will provide. I'll tell you later. But God will provide, Bob. 
You see, it doesn't matter what you're being paid. It matters where God wants you. You can't look on the natural things. And I can tell you this, that when I go into that restaurant now, Bob's Restaurant, Addison, and I walk in the back because the chef likes me, I told him to be extra tough on Bob. He gets a real kick out of that. But Bob now has confidence. He's got his chef suit on, and you, I, it just exudes from him. And I said, Bob, you need to give this another year. You need to make yourself indispensable there, that they cannot make it without you. And then in one year, you can walk boldly into that restaurant and to your boss and say, i got to be able to pay my rent, boss. This is what I need. And see, I believe he won't let Bob go because he made himself indispensable. But see, to get there, it took, it, it took uh, counseling because everything inside of you says, I have to leave, I have to go. But everything that I've taught people and try to teach my children is let your roots go deep. Don't leave because it gets hot. Don't leave because it's difficult. Because you don't know what the Lord is doing in your life. You don't understand what God is putting in you. You know, in our, our, our gospel reading today, Matthew, I mean Mark chapter 4, the kingdom of God, as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should spout, sprout and grow, he does not know how. That's the kingdom of God. God is sowing seed into our lives. And we think that we're going to cause it to sprout and grow. Wrong. It says he sleeps. He just goes to sleep. Can you go to sleep? Can you stop worrying and being anxious about what God's doing in your life today? Can you allow the Lord to plant you? And if you notice, it's a process. You don't have the fruit immediately. It says the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. And then the full grain in the head. It's the story of our life. We want to have the fruit immediately. And if we don't, we think there's something wrong. Can you imagine the farmer sowing his seed, going to sleep, and expecting the crop to be there in the morning? The only person I know who's ever done that is Jack. <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk. See, it's a fairy tale. You're not going to get the Beanstalk overnight. 
And we need to stop being so critical of ourselves, thinking that we're causing ourselves to grow, to be planted. What the Lord says in the psalm is plant yourself in God's house. Don't leave. Amen. You know, I had a I had a very emotional week this week. Uh because I'm extravagant, I guess. There's things that God uh, wants to give me that I'm afraid to take. Lord, you don't have to pay the bill. I do. I don't, want, I don't know if I want that, Lord. I don't know if I want that dream that I've had my whole life. Let's, I'm happy where I'm at. So I was really struggling this week, and I do my exercise. I'm sitting in my chair, and even my wife and everyone's going like, what's wrong? I'm going like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix my problem here. So my wife gives me a a little book, and it was a Father's Day card from six years ago from my daughter Jane. And I'm reading through it, still like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be extravagant anymore, Lord. I want to be solid. I want to be, I don't want to be going up and down. And page 36 of this card says, Dad, I hope you enjoy your new possession, the thing that I'd been dreaming about. And I said, Lord, how? How do you put this in my hands? And he said, Jim, do I have to call you on the phone and talk to you? Step out of the boat. Jesus says, come, step out. Be extravagant. Extravagant also means absurd. Do you want to be absurd? No. But what if God's asking you to be absurd? Will you step out? Will you walk towards him? Lord, this could backfire. No, it won't. You know, and it's going to be the same story with Bob. Bob is doing something that doesn't make sense. You know, and a little history on Cassie. Cassie's the perfect wife because she's really into planning and to having a nest egg and to making sure everything is easy. And Bob's taking her on a wild, wild ride. Like, honey, I don't know how we're going to make it, but this is what we're going to do. And I know Cassie needed to be encouraged. Be encouraged, Cassie. You're going to make it. So what am I trying to say to you today? 
It's all there in the psalm. Be fresh and flourishing. Bear fruit in your old age. Don't worry about today. Step out of the boat when God asks you to. And I love what my wife always tells me. God is always talking to us. He's always speaking. It's just, are we listening? You know, God's so good that he'll call you on the phone if he needs to. I had a sign in my office in my house for many years. The phone will ring and your life will be changed forever. I've always expected God to call me. I've always believed that he'll call me and talk to me. Now, he does it not in traditional ways. I said the phone's going to ring. Well, it did that time. You need to have faith in your heart that God will speak to you. That God has your telephone number. You just have to have ears to hear him. Because the things that God is asking you and me to do are unnatural. They're absurd. They don't make sense. Have you ever been there? Have you ever had God ask you something that makes no sense whatsoever? Well, tell him, Lord, give me a call on the phone just to make sure it's the right way. Or you can seek counsel. Amen? Stan. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. I want you to just take a few seconds. And the Lord's been speaking to you this morning. And What is it that you want to ask the Lord for this morning? What is it that you want to test your faith and to put the pressure, knock on the door? I believe he's standing at the door and wanting to come in and answer some of your questions desires he's a really big god so just uh let's just be quiet for the lord
For some of you, it's family you're praying for. And for some of you, it's health. For some of you, it's uh, your bills. But if the Lord allows me to discern that, then he is crystal clear on what our needs are and wanting to act before we even ask. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor. Peace. Okay, well, I've got a little information to give you guys, but I, I just wanted to share that, you know, I, I've been praying for things, and I'm, I'm excited because God is speaking, and it was just last night in my life, I was given an opportunity to, to do and sort of answer a prayer in my life, and I was sort of missing it, but just this morning at Praise and Worship, God just opened my eyes, you know, you have conversations with people and you don't really realize what's going on. And then just as I was praying this morning, uh, during praise and worship, he just opened my eyes like, you have to do that. <laughs> and it was just in, <laughs> I got to go to Disneyland. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's just, it's funny. And uh, yeah, it was, and it was before you even spoke, but it's like, he just is, I feel like he's just moving and speaking to us. Like you're talking about that breeze and that wind. Amen. So I, I just want to encourage you guys. There's, you know, God is speaking. He's speaking all the time, and just sometimes we almost miss it. But if you're just quiet for a second and press in, Amen. then all of a sudden you might get it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, well, we had a great garage sale, uh, rummage sale yesterday. It started off a little slow. Uh, Kelly and Esther were pulling the tables out, and the, us uh, guys who were supposed to carry the tables out were late. But as soon as it got going, by the time that thing started, she had a line to the sidewalk of people wanting to buy stuff. So I know that went great, and I appreciate all the help that people gave us. Um, so thank you for that. Um, next week, we've got our men's meeting at 10 a.m. on Saturday here at the church. Anyone who can make it, please come. Uh, you know, there was just some projects that we did that helped a little bit uh, during this garage sale, making it more making them more able to do it and easier to do it so as men let's just keep doing that let's keep making this campus better and easier for people to minister on and uh, we also have one announcement i think we'll probably send an email out later but we got word from the church in oceanside uh millie henizer her memorial service is going to be on june 26th it's a saturday i believe at two o'clock um so those of you who know the henizers and want to uh, go to that. Uh, it'll it'll be down there in at the Carlsbad Church. Amen. Be wonderful. That's all I got. Let me
As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, but do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
baptized believers to join us in receiving the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love Him and for those who want to love Him even more. Come if you have a lot of faith. Come if you have a little. You who have been here often and you who haven't been here long at all. You who have tried to follow. You who failed. Come. Because it's the Lord who invites you. It's His will that those who want Him should meet Him here at His table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death. And he's called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, the royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you've called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, when supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise and gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, 
Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Nadia, Kyle, Sonja, Maria, Sandra, Karen, Tammy, Kyla, the McGurk family, Gavin, Shane, Jean, the Marines and sailors of Camp Pendleton. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all and make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, so we have the courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
around. How can we contain it? Well, we're going to do things a little backwards this morning. We're going to have the, the canon give us the uh, blessing at the end after such a great word of encouragement. And uh, let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Um, I really sense that God... Uh, there's two or three people here that God wants you to believe in for healing. That God is bringing healing right now. Thank you, Lord. In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God. And of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.
the last one. 